Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we're going to discuss the takeaways from team minicamp and OTAs, some of what took place on the practice field and other things stated during media sessions. Hi, everyone. This is Herman Moore, and you're listening to Not the Same Old Lions podcast. I'm joined today by James Cook, senior sports writer for the Traverse City Record Eagle. You can also hear him on the Get Around podcast. It drops on Mondays. Good to have you here, James. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Well, I guess I'm going to start with one question that came up that everybody keeps talking about, and it's the overhyped Hopkins question. You know, he's actually out visiting some teams at this point. But earlier on, Coach Campbell was asked about Hopkins, and his official word was no comment. And then he said, I'm happy with the wide receiver room. My takeaway from that and from the analyzation is I would not expect to see the Lions to pursue him. I know anyone who becomes available with a name is suddenly the hot guy the Lions should pursue. We've been hearing that all offseason. I'm not saying the Lions won't make any more moves, but I don't see this one. And, and here's, here's the reason why. They added Jamar Gibbs and Sam Laporta in the draft. That could add a lot of receiving options to their game. Plus, James Mitchell should be an improved guy from last year. And David Montgomery is a capable receiving back. The Lions also signed Marvin Jones. Now, if you look at all that, plus you basically have everybody back from last year at wide receiver minus DJ Shark. And even though Williams is suspended those first six games, he wasn't a key factor last year. So that makes me think the Lions are set and they're going to gradually get better as the year goes on. What are you thinking on this? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. And, and they have Antoine Green, too, who I was somebody that they're high on, too, in the wide receiver room. So, you know, if, if they bring Hopkins on, they're going to have to probably get rid of somebody. And I, I think that they like the guys that they have. So uh, you know, is it going to be good to bring on somebody that's expensive and and get rid of somebody young that they like? You know, I, I don't know about that. I also don't know if Hopkins is necessarily a locker room fit with the Lions. Could he be? I don't know. It was weird that him and Jared Goff followed each other on Instagram right after the, the Dan Campbell comments. Uh, and it was also odd that Campbell said no comment. He usually does not do that. So so that was a bit odd. But then he then he kind of walked it back and said, no, we're happy with with what we have. Um, so maybe he was just wasn't prepared for that, like thinking, you know, I, we haven't even looked into it. Well, and possibly he just didn't want to go down that road. But like you brought up a great point, right? Hopkins would be expensive and he's not young. And if they have a young guy in there that they want to develop and see what they can do, that is a great opportunity by bringing in one of these young guys and giving them that roster spot versus another one. And possibly the no comment is because, like I said, he doesn't want to go down that road and or the Lions can surprise people and they could do something. But I think we both see them going in a different direction. If they needed to spend some money to add on a position, we're thinking this might not be the one. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Uh, Wide receiver seems to be a position where they're pretty set at. They've they've got good depth now. They've got, uh, you know, good young depth in guys like Green. They've got good veteran depth in guys like Marvin Jones. So I, even with Jamison Williams suspended, I don't know that there's a gigantic need there. No, especially when you look at the new additions and we have one of the 
I still think more underrated receivers in the league in Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, I don't think any Lions fans think he's underrated, but I think from the national perspective, they might think he's not getting all the credit that he should be getting. Yeah, in the fantasy football world, he is uh, for sure. But yeah, I think overall, just in the NFL, I don't know that Amon Ross St. Brown is kind of appreciated the way maybe he should be after the what he's done. And so the next thing I guess let's transition to is a QB2 spot. It's something we've talked about quite a bit on this show. And Ben Johnson was asked about that. And based on what he said and what's been written about Nate Sudfeld, I'm really starting to think the Lions, they've already moved forward and decided that he's going to be their number two guy for now. They asked Ben Johnson about it, about bringing in another veteran. And Ben Johnson said he's happy with the room. Now, of course, that's a status quo line. You're going to say you're happy with the room. You're not going to publicly throw them under the bus or say anything. And I've spoken a lot about Sudfeld before. And, and, you know, that Philadelphia game left a lot to be desired. But I also pointed out a mess was brewing in Philly that year. I mean, looking at their record and the firing of the head coach, those emphasize that. So that brings me to putting a player in a position to succeed. I mean, Goff was not exactly very sought after when he came to Detroit. Now, Nate might not have been in that position to succeed. All I saw was that game. I have no idea what that week looked like for him going into that game or even the weeks leading up to it. Ben Johnson also talked about the QB2's job. And in Detroit, that job is to help Jared Goff prepare each week. And again, we come back to something we've talked about, the right fit for the position for the team. You talked about a locker room fit for a wide receiver. Well, I was just re-watching some of Hard Knocks from last year, and they showed Sudfeld arriving just before the season started. So think about that, right? He had just been cut by San Francisco. There was interest back then, and here's the thing. They know what they're getting from him, the whole package. And he has been here for a year, and I'm rooting for him to grow as a player. And I think with an entire offseason, you're going to see a lot more of him understanding the system and being capable. Now, Would I like a veteran behind Jared Goff, someone with a couple of years experience with multiple games played? Yes, but I'm not putting all this on the Lions. They made some offers, at least one, but likely more. And so if Nate Sudfeld is going to be the guy, I've got to believe the Lions have vetted the options and they got to feel good about him for this season or at least half the season or what it's going to look like. Yeah, and I think they're probably looking at it as if, you know, if Jared Goff gets hurt, the season's in danger anyway. You know, that there might not be a quarterback out there who's going to be able to save a a season without Jared Goff, which is probably pretty true. You know, I mean, would Teddy Bridgewater as a long term starter, you know, if 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 Goff gets hurt early in the season or something, are the Lions going to be able to win nine, 10, 11 games with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback? Probably not. You know, so so they're going to just not allocate extra resources to that position. Nate Sudfeld's fairly cheap. You know, he's about as cheap as you can get a veteran quarterback. And then and then you've got Hendon Hooker, who who very well could be ready at some point in, during the season as well. So so you've got that insurance there too. As the fourth guy, they've got uh, Adrian Martinez, uh, a rookie free agent that they signed, who, who has potential. Um, I don't think he's a guy that's necessarily going to be ready to take over uh, for any extended period of time. But if, uh, you know, if you have an injury during a game, um, he's got the physical traits you look for in a quarterback. Well, I like what the Lions did with that. They brought in two rookies, right? Hendon Hooker, the highly heralded one. But they also brought Martinez in. They brought youth into that room, and it brought more potential. Because like you said, you're right. With Teddy Bridgewater or any other veteran out there at this level, the expectations, how good are you going to be 
if something happens to Jared Goff. I mean, the same thing could be said if Matthew Stafford would have been hurt mm-hmm. for the last seven or eight years with the Lions. So you're right, not allocating those resources, giving these opportunities for these guys to grow. I, I'm I'm feeling more comfortable with it. Maybe I don't want to say resign to it, but I'm starting to see the reality of it. And I think I'm starting to get okay with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe you catch lightning in a bottle with, with Adrian Martinez or somebody, if, if he had is forced to play, are you going to catch lightning in a bottle with Nate Sudfeld? Probably not. I think, you know, what you're going to get probably going to get a quarterback who's going to come in and at best be a game manager is going to dink and dunk. He's going to get what a lot of people thought they were getting in Jared Goff. And he's been way better than that. What they thought. And Nate Sudfeld might fit the system that we're doing right now as well. So there's a lot to understand. And as again, as we talked about having the entire offseason could really help him progress into being that steady backup and the right locker room fit. And so all those things play into it. It's growing on me more than I thought it would. And I'm rooting for Nate Sudfeld to grow as a, as a quarterback. And I've heard in some of the practices that he's actually looked pretty good. So that's encouraging too. Yeah. And I mean, and what every Lions fan hopes for is that Nate Sudfeld never plays it down this season. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of looking good, that actually says something right now because the Lions offense has found the defensive secondary to be, let's say, a little more difficult or not quite so giving this year as they did last year. And that's not a surprise. And it's a good thing, right? We know all the Lions moves that they made to improve the secondary. So those improvements were or are as expected. And we appear to be seeing that. I mean, it also means golf and the offense has a tougher competition to practice against, which in turn should help the offense once the season gets here. Yeah, you would like to think so. I mean, last year, yeah, it was it was the offense just kind of manhandling the defense because the, the defense was just undermanned last season. They allocated a lot of draft picks and free agent money to fixing that, shoring that up. And, and I hope we're seeing, we're going to see a drastically improved defense this year. I think we're all expecting the defense to be vastly improved. And that is exciting to hear that that's already evident right now in these practices. Uh, back with the offense, the other exciting thing is people are talking about Jameer Gibbs' speed. And that's something that we're looking forward to seeing his speed and seeing that of Jamison Williams. And you put them on the field together. That could be a very, very fun thing and difficult thing to defend. Yeah, completely. I mean, having a running back that can come out of the backfield, that can be going to have to cover him with a safety. I, I don't think him with a linebacker is just going to be fair trying to, trying to cover him with a linebacker. Uh, so you're going to have to put at least a safety on him if he's coming out of the backfield. Um, and that kind of is not what most teams do. On defense, if they have a spy for a guy coming out of the backfield, choose you a linebacker. So now you're choosing, now you're forcing a defense to do something they're not used to and have to have a special wrinkle just for you. And anytime you can make them do that, make them do something that they're not used to, that they don't have a whole lot of experience doing, that's just another advantage that the offense has. And I think they're going to be moving him around a lot, especially those first four to six weeks during that suspension. They're going to be doing a lot of creative things to get him involved and have Montgomery. I think that's the other thing is you didn't always see Swift and Williams on the field at the same time last year, Jamal Williams. But I think you're going to see these two running backs, Montgomery and Gibbs, on the field more often than one would think just because they both are such talented playmakers. Yeah, and 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 Jamal Williams was one-dimensional. I mean, he was very good at doing what he did last season, which was short yardage and goal line situations. Um, but other than that, he was pretty marginal. Um, whereas Gibbs is a lot more dynamic 
you know, so if you put the two of them back in the backfield, the defense doesn't know which one's going to stay in and block, which one's going to go out for a pass. So that's just another thing that the offensive coordinator has that the defensive coordinator is going to be guessing at. All right. Well, I guess one last thing I want to wrap up with or talk about before we get out of here is, I guess, the kicker battle, because we have a kicker battle this year. I, you know, we had one last year with Riley Patterson and Austin Seibert. And you and I talked about this earlier in the offseason, even that I was hoping we would keep Patterson over Seibert only because Seibert had random injuries and Patterson kicked pretty decently for us. So we've got Badgley, who we brought back. We signed Romo from the XFL and we traded a conditional pick for Patterson. Now, Romo's got the leg strength, right? He's got the distance. Badgley and Patterson, they have the edge with accuracy. I know we didn't keep Patterson last year, but he kicked reasonably well for Jacksonville and even in the playoffs. So any guesses on how you think this might play out? I I really don't. I mean, you know, Romo is supposedly in OTAs outplayed both of them or outkicked both of them in practices, but that's also practice. Uh, you know, Badgley and Patterson both have NFL experience. They both have pretty good track record. I mean, uh, you know, Badgley was 80 some percent last year, I think, in field goals. I mean, that's pretty darn good. Uh, and Patterson was even higher. The only reason he was available was because, you know, Brandon McManus got surprisingly released by the, the Broncos and the Jaguars snapped him up. And then, uh, you know, the Lions got Patterson for, I'm going to, it's a conditional seventh round pick in like three years. <laughs> so I'm going to guess the condition is him making the team. So if they cut him, they don't lose anything. Exactly. And you know what they did? They cut people in line. The Dallas Cowboys didn't even have a kicker on their roster at that point. You know, the Cowboys would have put in a waiver request on him. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, and, and we were remembering like a, there was a time a year or so ago when the Lions had zero kickers on their roster for a while and everybody was freaking out. And uh, and now everybody's kind of freaking out that they have three kickers <laughs> and they can't make up their mind. I'm like, it's a pretty good problem to have. That it is. You know, I, part of me is hoping that Patterson wins the job because I appreciated him two years ago when he kicked for the Lions and I thought he did a solid job. I also think him getting more NFL experience in Jacksonville with a different team and playoff experience, those things all help build a person. I do think, though, that having all three of these guys in the same room, that's going to make all three of them better. And I wouldn't be surprised if at least two of them, if not all three of them, are on teams come this NFL season. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, and I think the most likely scenario is that the Lions keep Patterson, uh, they release Badgley, and they put Romo on the practice squad. You know, whether that comes true, you never know. I, you know, if they release Badgley, somebody's probably going to put a claim in on him. I would think he would get he would get snapped up, possibly even Romo, but uh, a little less likely with a rookie kicker. That's a great point. And yeah, so we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how camp goes, but. I think this is going to go into the preseason games, and we're going to see how people perform in actual games, as you pointed out. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and you'll and you'll see if if it's just Patterson and, and Badgley kicking. Um, I think that that's them doing what they've done before and hiding a rookie that they want to get through to the practice squad. Like they want to keep they they know it's between these two veterans, but they want Romo on the practice squad. If he doesn't kick in the preseason games, they're trying to hide him. Kind of like a James Houston move. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Well, they put him on the practice squad, and and then every team in the NFL regrets now not putting a bid on the bid on him. Well, James, uh, any other observations, thoughts you've heard from any of the media, 
sessions that the Lions had or any of the reports coming out of practice before we wrap this thing up? Um, you know, well, it's, it's been nice that the, you know, Vitae is back at, at guard. Uh, supposedly everything looks, looks decent there. You know, the, the Lions posted photos of him working out in the weight room bench, you know, he's, he's uh, squatting, I don't know, 300 pounds or something. <laughs> I looked up it on the, on the thing. So I'm going to guess that those back problems are hopefully a thing of the past. And uh, if he's healthy, that really helps that offensive line. You know, there, James Robinson was a guy who was cut today and, you know, by the Patriots. And he was a guy that was, you know, two years ago, a thousand yard runner. So would he make a good third down, third back for the Lions? Probably. I don't, is he a good fit here? I don't know. I don't know much about his personality or, or any of those traits with him. But, uh, you know, what I saw of him at Jacksonville, he was he was pretty darn good. And then when he went to the Jets last year, he was not. Yeah, so he did regress. So there's always that question is, can they recapture and bring it back? And, and what do they have left in, in, in their abilities? But there are a number of guys with two to three to five to seven years of experience out there at running back that we've talked about that could fit that number three role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys like I could they could see them bringing Justin Jack- Jackson back. Um, there's plenty of veteran guys there that you might think might command a big contract. But the longer this drags out, the more likely a player like an Ezekiel Elliott is going to not take a big money contract from somebody. You know, they're just going to want to get on the field and have a year to, to prove that they still have it and try to get a, a good free agent deal next year. Awesome. Well, James, thanks so much for joining the show today. It's awesome talking Lions with you. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. And folks, next stop will be training camp. That's going to be in late July. So should anything transpire in the weeks between now and then, we'll put something together. Otherwise, enjoy the weather, especially if you're listening in Michigan. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Soltisiak and check us out on YouTube as well. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. <laughs>